Gamezilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim the Dino, and with me in the Gamezilla Media Studios, my producer, the Deadite Knight. Oh, it's a good day. It's a damn good day here in here in southern south southeastern Michigan. Southern southeastern southern Michigan. Southeast Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost in Ohio. Because we're doing something I'm not sure we've ever done before. What's that? We have the windows to the studio open, which is audibly irresponsible. <laughs> terrible idea. Because if your neighbor starts like lawn mowing or something, uh, it might be a little early in the season the for lawn mowing. If chickens get out, we're yeah. doomed. Yeah. Yeah. The roosters are going to just go hay. But I don't care. The fresh air is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I got my, my detective Pikachu Slurpee cup with Ludicolo on it. Yep. I'm having a great day. I got my rock and rye Slurpee and my normal cup because you weren't cool enough to get me a Detective Pikachu. I'm cup. not gonna lie, I already poured your beverage, uh, and then I found the cup, and I was like, "Well, I have to get this cup." And I was like, "At least you're right. being honest." Yeah, I, I yeah. appreciate. I appreciate that because I looked around, I couldn't find the collector's cups because they weren't sitting out with the uh, the rest of the Slurpees. All right. Well, welcome to episode 256 of the Gamezilla Podcast, brought to you by our supporters at patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. As a patron, your contribution goes to the continued support and growth of Gamezilla Media. And, uh, you know, starts at as low as just $1 a month, and that gives you access to vote here on the Gamezilla Podcast and early access to the Retro Relapse videos for the Legend of Retro and a ton more stuff. And then there's, of course, the $5 exclusive content level where you can listen to the Gamezilla podcast pre-show as well as the Dungeon of Doom and uh, what's the one the Legend of Retro does that the Game Shark yeah, they yeah do Game Shark. the Game Shark episode so yeah. so go to patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media start your patronage today and help us uh, keep this podcast up and running because it's not free to run a podcast no it's not so we appreciate all of our patrons thank you so much all right, let's uh, let's get ready because we got some uh, some good news topics to cover. So get that cue uh, going. Here's the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number one. PS5. We talked about it. We're going to talk about it again. Well, it's different. <laughs> Talking about it this week. Uh, it was literally like eight tw- hours. <laughs> eight hours later. <laughs> eight hours later after us talking about all the rumors, the uh, Sony's lead architect, Mark Kearney, unexpectedly revealed details of the PlayStation 5 last Tuesday. So right after all these rumors and how we were talking about if they were BS and all this stuff... Sony just came out and decided to uh, blurt it all out. So not not all of it, but most of the stuff that we were talking about. I wanted to kind of recap this just a bit and talk about what we do now have that is official from Sony. So let's get started. Um, we will we now know that it is an AMD processor. It's the seven uh, nanometer 
third generation Ryzen CPU. Wow. Okay? All right, that's 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 good news because it is a relatively new CPU um, right now. So mind you, this we're not going to see this thing, this system right away. So, but right now that is a a, per, a current CPU. Um, they do have a custom Radeon Navi graphics card that will support ray tracing and 8K resolutions, which were things we had heard about um, going on in the rumors. So. Uh, as you might expect, this is a significant generational leap over the PS4's AMD Jaguar chipset. Um, so you're gonna, it's gonna lead to more stable frame rates, higher detail, you know, things like that. Um, better renders of shadows, reflections, and light in real time is what some of the big things that ray tracing is going to get you. And um, you know, if you're not familiar with ray tracing, it's used a ton in Hollywood uh, for a lot of CGI. Uh, creation, but it's just now kind of coming to video games in the PC world with some of your most current graphics cards. And now we are getting confirmation that this next gen of, of consoles are is going to have ray tracing included. Yeah, it's one thing to have those sort of lighting effects in a film. Yeah, as it is to a game where it's an interactable moving environment. Yeah. So that I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see what they could look like. Yeah, I mean, some of the examples that we've seen on the PC side have been very impressive. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how the PlayStation can handle it. Um, we we did get confirmation of 3D audio, uh, no matter your setup. So this is uh, taking kind of a piece from Xbox, current Xbox, where uh, you have Dolby Atmos and everything built into your Xbox. It, it doesn't matter what headset you plug into it. The system is doing the, the processing for you. That's what Sony is going to be doing moving forward, but with 3D audio, which is kind of that next, that next phase where you're going to have not just surround sound, but you'll actually have uh, audio above you where it feels like it's above your head and, and even below you. Um, so 3D audio is pretty cool. I've got to try it out a little bit where with devices, additional devices hooked up to a system, but now you're talking the PS5 is going to have its own ability, which then leads to, you know, the conversation of, well, if that happens, then, you know, these mix amps and these, and these, these other, these other devices that they're making, by say Astro and uh, Steel Series and all these companies, what does that mean for them? Do do we need them anymore? Time will tell, but or we'll see if they can come out with a, a better functioning one than what's built into the PS5. But uh, the PS5's big push was the talk of the solid state drive that is uh, customized for video games. Faster downloads, shorter loading times within games, and quicker rendering of digital worlds while in play. And they actually showed an example in a PS5 dev kit of Spider-Man. Um, and it was a teleport to the new location, uh, to loading, loading an extra part of the world. Uh, and the PS4 took 15 seconds. On the dev kit, it po- took 0.8 of a second crazy that's pretty impressive actually so that could lead to a lot of cool things um in game and obviously just loading times period being improved they did uh say that there will be it is a hybrid so you're going to have a solid state and and a hard drive in there for for more storage because uh, people were concerned of how big the solid state was going to be backwards compatibility was confirmed that's really exciting. And that's probably because the uh, processor that they're using, that, that Ryzen, is very, the architecture is very similar. So I think it was probably pretty easy uh, to build a backwards compatible, at least to the PS4. We don't know 
beyond that, if we're going to have PS3, PS2, PS1 games that are compatible. I think, so. you know, all of the tech aspects of it are exciting, but we all knew that sort of stuff was going to be built into the next gen. Backwards compatibility could be enough to keep me from hopping to Xbox. Because I'm not going to lie, over the last two years, Xbox as a brand has looked more and more appealing because of what they're doing for their players. So true backwards compatibility, even if it's just to the PS4, that could entice me enough to stick with PlayStation as my primary yeah. gaming brand. Absolutely. Uh, the current PlayStation VR headset, which has sold over 4 million units at this point, will be compatible with the new console. I wonder how many of those are on eBay now. Just added mine last night. No, um, so VR is 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 an important piece uh, that that Mark came out and talked about. So they're saying VR is a very important piece to the PlayStation brand, and the the current headset will be compatible. They did not mention anything about a future headset, though it is rumored that we are getting one. That uh, led into cloud gaming, and Mark again said, we are cloud gaming pioneers, and our vision should become clear as we head toward launch. So they did not release any information, but that hint does push towards a, we are going to tell you, you know, before launch that we have something up our sleeve. It might be just a new version of PlayStation Now, might be something completely new. Um, it could be built into PlayStation Plus. Who knows how how they uh, what they're planning? But they it does sound like they are definitely planning something that we're going to hear about soon. Hopefully, I think they'd be smart to ditch the PlayStation Now name and come up with something new because just to, just because of the damage it's already done. <laughs> because I don't I don't know anyone <laughs> that uses PlayStation Now, and we know I, yep. a lot of gamers. So. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then my last piece of this is, so that that was all confirmed. Uh, nothing else beyond that really was talked about. But we'll find out more here. Obviously, they're not making a big appearance at E3. There won't be an E3 uh, as far as presentation goes. So we can expect them maybe after E3, um, you know, be, before. Or maybe maybe they're going to do something at, a, at a PAX West. I don't know what, what their plan is. They haven't necessarily announced PlayStation Experience we don't know what Sony's got planned necessarily, but I expect we hear more about all of this this year. Now, the last piece I wanted to say, though, is that the rumors did begin to sp- uh, spin up after Sony decided to take the initiative and, and confirm some of these details is that inside rumors are beginning to claim that the new Xbox does indeed have better specs than the PS5 based off of what we've heard now. That the that whatever the flagship Xbox, because there's rumor that there's going to be two Xboxes at launch, the flagship Xbox that would be replacing the Xbox One X is going to have superior specs. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, the Xbox One X right now is your most powerful uh, console out there that you can buy, but it's also not the most successful as far as units sold. So, you know, take it for what it is. But this time, Xbox being able to come out the gate with a device that's more powerful and, and have all of these things like backwards compatibility all the way to the original Xbox and, and all these things that you've been talking about, how Xbox has been really doing a good job, they get to lead with that now, day one. And that could uh, entice exclusives. That can entice developers yep. to come to their platform. They're doing a lot of things that really could set them up to have a really nice generation next yeah. next go around. And let's be honest, whatever this little hint was about the uh, the cloud gaming pioneers, we know Microsoft has xCloud. 
we're going to find out about xCloud in a couple in a couple months. We don't know when we're going to find out about what PlayStation's doing. But bottom line is, when those two services come out on top of these this new hardware, it's going to that's going to be another deciding factor. Here is Xbox has done a really good job with Game Pass with Xbox Live. Like they've really just keep kind of hitting solid contact on all these all these choices they're making with just their services alone. That I have more faith with XCloud than I do with random hint at that they're working on something well especially when i just randomly got a, a psn name change and it broke half my games yeah well, yeah let me let, <laughs> let me let me really enforce your concerns um has the playstation network ever been good that's always yeah. been the area that sony has trailed big time behind microsoft in was their infrastructure through their network so true i'm totally with you you'd be i'd be more trusting of what Microsoft's bringing to the table from cloud gaming than I would with Sony because I don't I don't think yeah. Sony's set up to do it well. I mean, the PS4 was the first time. You also have to remember that PlayStation Plus, the, the PS4 is the first time you actually had to pay for it. That was a free service before that, so you couldn't, like, even though it wasn't as good, you, you were okay with it. But now that, like, you have to pay for it, and yes, I get good, I get some good free games and stuff like that, but... You also get a lot of really bad free yeah, games. Yeah, I just, like, with the way that, again, Xbox has been doing things, like, they, they have my interest they, they peaked. I'm, I'm paying attention to what they're about to do, and the fact that they're going to take the stage in just a couple months at E3 sets them up for me to be like, yeah, I got to get my pre-order in before I even hear about the PS5. And that's where I, see, I feel like Sony, you, it could work for you. I'm not saying it might, I'm not saying it won't, but... The fact that you're just going to sit back and let people go first, yeah, yeah, at least you get to see them play their cards. But but again, if the cards are too good, I'm going to go put my money down, and then when you go and make your announcement, I don't know if I'll be day one at that point. Someone like me probably will be because I'd spend too much money on video games. But you know, other people are going to have to make a choice, and you're kind of putting them in a situation of, well, i got to act now on this Xbox, or I can wait... And then if I'm not happy with what Sony does, I'm going to be mad. You know, so we'll we'll see what happens. But that's uh, that was interesting because because we literally talked about the rumors, and then uh, the podcast comes out Tuesday mornings, and and sure enough, we go into our Discord, and people are talking about the co- the confirmed Sony talk, and I'm like, what do you guys what? And after we roasted the leaks last <laughs> we, week, we did, we did so. Have a little Our bit, of, have a little bit of fun with it today, and, and there you go. There's, there's the the hard facts, and uh, you know, it's, everything sounds good. I, I think my comment at the in the Discord was simply, it sounds good, but it was all it's all expected. Nothing that was said there was like, oh my goodness, I need this thing right now. It was all like, okay, yeah, I mean, I would expect an upgrade in CPU and GPU. I would expect some performance changes or a bigger hard drive or a faster hard drive or to move to that solid state, which is common now. And, you know, and like, okay, we're already pushing 4K, so what's beyond 4K? It's 8K. We're, you know, what's what's the new technology and graphics? It's, it's you know, ray tracing. So it's all expected. And, and I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear it, but you haven't shocked me. You haven't sat there and, and shown me Here's the DualShock Five. It has a camera in it, and this and, and yeah, yeah. And here's why it's going to be the greatest controller ever ever made. Or here's the PlayStation Pro controller, our first ever Pro controller. Like, 
like things like that that I'm gonna be like, oh my goodness, this is this is great. I'm excited to see this. I wasn't expecting it. That's the stuff I'm still waiting for. Here's a controller with a battery last more than 45 <laughs> you minutes. You and that battery, man. You and that Dude, battery. It's awful, man. The battery life on the DualShock 4 is straight up unacceptable. It's really bad, yeah. It's really bad um, that, and, and the best part of it is like uh, my third party controller that I'm using right now, which is the Astro, uh, the C40. You know, it's not even Bluetooth. I have to put a wireless dongle into my PS4, but the battery life lasts forever. Yeah. You want to know why? Because it doesn't have all the garbage in it. They took a lot of it out. <laughs> it's great. I love it. And I think the battery life might not be as big of a problem the way you have your setup configured. Now, you game at a desk with monitors. Yeah, I can like, leave it hooked like up. Like, you could plug yours in. I sit on a couch yeah. on the other side of the room. Or I sit in the love sack, and when the controller's dying and I'm in the middle of doing something, I'm thinking like, well, do I just quit gaming because I don't want to get out of the chair to get a different controller? I do. I guess I'll just watch wrestling now. <laughs> the big thing um, about it, too, is that you've taken a DualShock 4 apart. There is plenty of space in there to make that battery a little bit bigger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was plenty of, of hollow space in that controller where you could have just you know slapped in a little bit bigger of a battery. Well, what's crazy is this This is unconfirmed, an unconfirmed rumor. I don't know if you've heard this before, but uh, the batteries that are in the DualShock 4s, at least the first like year or two of the DualShock 4, were all leftover Motorola Razor batteries. Is that good? Really? <laughs> no, no, unconfirmed, unconfirmed. Un unconfirmed. I don't know where I heard it. I might have made it I up. I think it's real. Okay. I mean, I believe everything you say. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your trust. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> All right. Um, can we address one thing before we move on to the next topic? Um, sure. I want to. Sure. I want to pull something from sure, from our sure show. Address what you want. Yeah, I want to pull something from the uh, the live stream here from Dan Mape saying Xbox needs to do a better job at pricing its consoles going forward. The uh, solid state or the discless um, Xbox is pathetic. Now, what's the, pathetic about it? Yeah. So what happened was, and I'm and I'm I'm going to assume that the reason why Dan's upset is because it got released that there was there's an Xbox One S coming out that has no disc drive in it. I've heard about and it. We, we've we've ta talked about we've it. We've talked about it. It got released at two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's official. It's official. Yeah, two fifty. Oh, that's awful. And see, I, everyone's saying it's awful, but I keep thinking yes. I keep thinking from this standpoint is that people aren't really realizing what Microsoft's doing here. An Xbox One S is actually three hundred dollars retail right now. Yeah, but if you pay any if anywhere near three hundred dollars, you're a sucker. Exactly. Why? Because they're always running sales and who is though? Retailers? Microsoft? Microsoft okay. is exactly. So Microsoft keeps their retail their retail price high, but they always have a sale because of it. Yeah. So you price out your your Xbox One S is two ninety nine ninety nine right now. Which means you're always gonna buy one for two fifty. During the holidays, it might be even cheaper, or you or you get a bunch of games with it at least for two fifty, which means the disc the discless Xbox One S is going to be one ninety nine, because when when Xbox does that fifty dollar off Xbox sale, it's across their entire line. So now your three hundred dollar system becomes a two fifty, your two fifty becomes a one ninety nine. 
they're doing this in the sense that they have to have that wiggle room for those sales. They, they like everybody was expecting to just have this low ball system, but then everyone knows of the Microsoft sales that happen multiple times a year where they dump their whole line of equipment down. They would they couldn't sell a system at one ninety nine or below and then dump fifty off on it, and all of a sudden you're buying what an Xbox One S for a, a buck twenty five or something like that. They'll like, make it back in software. They'll be fine. Yeah. So I mean, but that's my mindset is that people. Are, they look at like what GameStop's doing, what Best Buy's doing, and stuff like that, which is a lot of it, majority of the time, a lot of it is driven by Microsoft. And, um, but, the, but in the background, you always have retail, right? Like, people don't think about like your cell phone, right? It's retail is $1,200, you, but you pay 32 bucks a month for it or something like that. There's always that retail price that sits kind of hidden in the background to create. In our minds to create that sale, to create that deal, to a value. Oh wow, it's normally three hundred bucks, but now it's two twenty five. I need to buy that. That's a good point. That's that. So I'm thinking of it from a business side. I understand why gamers are upset, but I do not think many people are going to pay two fifty for this system because the sale is going to happen quickly because the lifespan of this device is short. Now I know I'm sort of jumping subjects, and I. I don't remember if this ever actually happened. Is that like service where you could pay like $40 a month for an Xbox and you get all the like stuff included with it? Did that ever like happen in the Microsoft store? It happened, but it's like, so it was a temporary time. Oh, okay. I think it was just, you know, a test window during the holidays, things like that. Um, It did happen and and you could, you could do it on a normal Xbox and Xbox One X. It was a good Um, deal. And yeah, it was a cool deal. Uh, And I think, again, you probably are going to see something like that maybe come out uh, this next generation and that was a test ground yeah. right so maybe it's something that's permanent in the next generation of Xbox yeah all right just wanted just wanted to touch base on that because it was something I wanted to talk about and it just didn't fit into our news today okay topic number two the deuce the um, <laughs> the world watched in horror as the defi- as fire engulfed Notre Dame. Uh, cathedral in Paris. And that was, uh, it was almost like unbelievable. Like, it was weird. I saw it hit the news and I was just kind of like, this, this like iconic building that I guess I don't always think about something always like existing. I mean, obviously we've been through 9 11, we've been through some crazy things where we've watched, watched some, some bad stuff happen and, and because of it, things are gone forever. But, um, this was something weird. It just didn't, to me, it was like almost hard to like process that it was a act that was actually happening, uh, live and people were recording it on their phones and watching it as, as this, you know, this amazing architecture was just falling apart. Uh, but Ubisoft, you know, a lot of people have come out. I mean, tons of money has been donated to try to rebuild what, what has been lost and Ubisoft stepped up to the plate and donated some money. So they donated about $565,000. And a lot of these people that are coming out donating money are making sure they donate it where it can't be a tax write-off. They want to, like, this is how important it is to them. They want people to know, I'm not, yes, I have money, but I'm not doing this so that I can write it off at the end of the year. I'm doing this because this building, the, 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 the you know, everything around this building means a lot to me, means a lot to us type deal. So that's really cool. Ubisoft takes it a step further where they're giving away um, the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity for free. 
Nice. So I think you have, you know, when this airs on the 23rd, you're going to have two more days about. the April 25th, I believe, is the cutoff. You can go on to Ubisoft's store and you can download the game for free. Once you have it downloaded, it's yours forever. Uh, and the reason is, in that game, the cathedral is there. And the, des- the, developer, the designer of that building, in the game, I should say, took two years developing just that cathedral that's crazy so uh i believe the designers breakdown was something like 90 percent of my job was that building i just said 10 percent was something else but basically from the inside out he built rebuilt the cathedral in the game and because of the accuracy that that was put into that the design of that building in assassin's creed and through through the engine that ubisoft is using is going to potentially help rebuild the real-life cathedral. That's crazy. So they're going to be able to use it as a reference point, which is pretty wild. Um, that's really cool. The um, Obviously, overall, it's, it's just it's sad. Um, it's it, a bummer. It's it was a, a cool building. Yeah. I mean, I didn't lose any sleep over it, not, not, to, not, not to you know downplay the fact that it's sad that a really nice building burnt down, but also I think people are overselling like it's super horrific that a building got burnt down. Well, I, I mean, I'm not comparing it to like, you know, di- like yeah, yeah, know, I'm not terrorist attacks and yeah. things like that. But, but some people, yeah. some people are are over dramatizing this yeah. a little bit. I think it's really cool that companies are committed to helping rebuild this. I it'd be something amazing to go see one day, especially after it's yeah. all rebuilt, to be like, wow, this burnt down. So. I don't know. I get it from the stand. Like, I don't have the same. It's not at the same level. But to me, like, my I'm, we're from Michigan. My favorite building is the old train station, right? Yeah. Central train station in Detroit. I love that building. And, and I have ver- I have various version photography of that building from, from probably the worst that it ever was to some slow improvements. And now Ford is going to renovate it. So yeah. I'm hoping that I will be able to... Uh, capture that as well, and I'll have this, this uh, you know, comparison in front of me of 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 two different worlds really when it comes to that building. So I mean, and I get it. Back when they were considering tearing it down, I was like, that bothered me a ton. Like you know, it's just a building. It's mine was a decaying, empty building that was honestly just a just a place for homeless to go and try to stay warm. No Transformers fought on it that one time. <laughs> right. And so, you know, for, for a building that has way more meaning to, to other people, um, yeah, this is, this is, it's, it is a big deal. It, it, and it is really cool to see the, the support that, that, that it's getting. It kind of makes you wish that other things in the world kind of found this type of support, this type of traction this quick. But at the same time, I don't want to compare everything like that. I'm, I'm just just looking at this situation and and what's happening. There's a lot of people online that are mad because people are donating money to the church and like I don't know. It's kind of those things like I don't. Know, no one has the right to tell someone else what to do with their charitable money. Sure, like l- let's all relax. It's it's really cool that the world is rallying behind something because people have a hard time agreeing on something. So if people can agree that it'd be nice to rebuild this fancy church, 
Well, then let's all agree on it. Yeah. I mean, it's It's crazy. Like, I don't know what the total number is, but I had read earlier that just just from a few few select uh, wealthy people, something like $700 million was already raised yeah. on top of everything else that's coming through. So, you know, it, it's a great story to see people come together. You know, I, I always like to see that, but um, I just thought it was really cool what Ubisoft is trying to do and if it can help them. That's really cool. You know, obviously Assassin's Creed Unity, maybe not the best Assassin's Creed game ever made, but the fact that it can now all of a sudden save something in yeah. real life, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and in, really really what we need to think about here is I said years ago they needed to evict that hunchback uh, because I, he lit too many damn candles, and I know it was him. <laughs> I know it was that hunchback in Notre Dame. He did it. Might have been an accident, but they shouldn't let that hunchback live there. No comment. I'm just going to move on to topic number Hashtag Ethic the Hunchback. Topic number three, The Last of Us 2. Naughty Dog offers a promising Last of Us 2 development update. So, there's not a ton here, but it's, it's the first thing we've heard from in a while. Creative director Neil Drunkman. Uh, t- what is his name? Druckman, Druckman. <laughs> I, I said, I said, Druckman. Oh, okay, it's okay. Druckman. It is Druckman. I was like, man, I want my last name to be Drunkman. Yeah, sorry, I had too much Slurpee. Sorry, Neil. Too uh, sugar high. Druckman tweeted an image of the game's final script page, and the uh, tweet simply said, "Cut to." Or, sorry, the page simply said, "Cut to black." The end. His caption, meanwhile, states the team has finished shooting that scene. So, it's. By looking at that, we can assume that the actual capturing of, you know, the filming of this game is complete. True. Um, and this is, again, the first update we've had. So while we know that The the Last of Us Part Two is, they did say it is coming to the PS4, Sony has somewhat surprisingly released the details of the PS5 like we just talked about earlier. So... The thought about this is timing-wise with what we have left before the assumed November 2020 launch of the PS5, if it follows suit from the PS3 and the PS4, which were both November launches, um, this could be that swan song PS4 game, but also could we see a simultaneous PS5 launch too, where we just get a better-looking better game performing better on the new system. Similar to what Nintendo likes to do sometimes with, uh, what was it, the... Um, we got it with the Twilight, uh, Twilight Princess, yeah. and we also got it with Breath of the Breath Wild. Breath of the Wild, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forget about Breath of the Wild because of the Wii U, but Twilight Princess was one I always remember. Um, but, yeah. So it's something similar to that, which uh, is interesting. If that's the case, and, and you were a PS5 you were going to purchase PS5, and let's say you could play it, you, you would have the chance to play this game on the PS4 first. What would you do? What time window are we talking? We talking six months? We talking one month? We talking two? I'm thinking like one to two months. One yeah. Two months? I'd totally wait. You'd wait. So Want that better experience. One, I haven't I haven't finished The Last of Us yet. I'm sure. probably about halfway through the game. I like it. I just haven't, haven't, you know, so I'm not like chomping at the bit to like, play the second one. I, I would like to play it eventually, but it's not like, you know, we have some friends that are cannot wait for that game. Right. But I can tell you that if if I were betting on how's the launch lineup of the PS5 going to be, 
this would probably be the best game available at launch. So to think, could I wait another month, even as far as three months, to just play it and have it be my game I'm really into at the launch of the PlayStation 5? Yeah, I would definitely wait for it. Yeah. I, I think this is huge that if it can play out this way where it is a PS5 launch title, even if it hits PS4 a month before that, right? Yeah. Or at the same time. The fact that it's a launch title on the PS5 is one of the biggest launch titles I think you could sit there and say Sony's ever had. There would be people that would need the system at launch yeah. just to play the game. Absolutely. And so this is it's good news. Um, I, obviously, I think we're going to find out more from Naughty Dog, probably E3. You know, um, I don't know how much. Again, I don't know what Sony's presence is going to be. They're going to be on the floor at E3. They're going to be there. They're just not presenting. So I don't know as far as announcements, how, what they're going to allow, especially from a first party, you know, uh, company like Naughty Dog. There's a real good chance that they're going to run one of their Sony Directs or whatever it was called. Right. They're going to run it probably the week of. They're just not going to have a big stage show where they waste a bunch of money on a tent full of people playing banjos. Like, yeah. if you think about it, <laughs> it's stupid. What so If Sony were to go out and do what they did last year, to have a banjo tent with 100 people in it, then wait 20 minutes as they move into the theater to show off five samurai games, it's not worth it. <laughs> Just shoot a video and release it on the internet that day. Yeah, man. Sony's show was awful last year. I'm bad. glad they're not wasting our time this year. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, well, I know there's a lot of people excited for this, and this just this was just that tease that got the it got the conversation going again. So um, we'll we'll see what happens here in the near future. But this is uh, it's good news. It seems like progression in this game is is hopefully on pace and hopefully we'll find out more around E3 or before or after. All right. Patreon news topic. Every week, yeah. <laughs> every week we put up a post on Patreon for all of our patrons to vote on two topics. The winner we talk about this week. We got some news coming from the goat of Brick and mortar retail video game stores, GameStop. The GameStop? The GameStop. Friend of the GameZilla podcast. Let's pump the brakes. Best friend. Favorite store. That's better. No. No, we're not going there. We're opening our own GameStop. We're franchising. Anyways, GameStop is launching a guaranteed to love it program where consumers can return a purchased game within 48 hours of the game's launch and receive a full refund in the form of store credit, not including tax. The, so, there's some there's some exceptions. There's some some, some some restrictions. Caveats. Some caveats. Is that French? Is caveat French? <laughs> Maybe. The program is limited to $60 standard edition new releases and any paid power-up rewards membership bonuses will not apply. The game can be opened and played. It just has to be in good condition and you must still have the receipt. The guaranteed to love it program will kick off with Days Gone, the upcoming open world survival horror game from Bin Studios, which is a PS4 exclusive on April 26th. All right, so let's let's look at this in, in some interesting ways here. We know the digital world and we've, we've been talking recently about how Steam has a return policy and we 
um, didn't like what PlayStation was doing with their with their policy um, for their digital games since they took the ability to buy digital games from these retail stores. Mm-hmm. You, this kind of feels like a reaction to this where it's like, all right, cool. You, you can't buy digital from us anymore. That's one reason why all of a sudden if you buy physical, we're going to let you kind of try out the game. And if you don't like it, you're going to be able to get store credit to pick something else out. At its core level, it sounds like a really, really good idea because before, when you bought a video game, I mean, and this was for, this was forever. When you bought a video game and you broke that seal, that was it. The only thing you could do is trade it in, and even if you came in the very next day, you were losing like forty percent of the value of that game just to trade it in. Yep. So, at its core, it seems like a really good idea. I don't like the restrictions they're kind of setting on it, and and to to an extent, I understand why. You can't go out and buy a hundred dollar deluxe version that comes with a season pass and all this stuff, redeem all that, and then want your money back because then you got the season pass and stuff, so you're still getting something out of it. Maybe you can't play the game, or maybe you got the game cheaper somehow, and you're just getting your money back, but you already got the season pass out of it. GameStop has enough of the. Uh, in f- what is it? Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinity <laughs> Collector's Editions oh, laying around God. to know we don't need people returning those and us having a big pile of those. Yeah, that's true. It makes sense from what you were saying about the codes and stuff. It obviously be a logistical nightmare trying yeah. to manage all that, but just an inventory standpoint, they don't need you bringing those giant boxes back. Yeah, no collector's editions, no, no, nothing with season passes or DLC. You know, you're talking about that sixty dollars standard, um, and, and so. I don't know. This is a good move for them. It gives it gives me flexibility that I don't have anywhere else. Like I don't have the advantage of going to a Best Buy anymore and getting a game for forty eight bucks or less. You know, with the Gamers Club, I don't have the advantage with Amazon anymore like I used to. So I don't have you know uh, online. There's really no perk other than the fact of I can play it right now and I don't have to worry about swapping discs. So GameStop kind of in a very easy way has kind of put themselves back up on top for game sales when it comes to physical items because yeah maybe I'm not getting a discount exactly but I have that option where if I buy a game like Brink I can turn around and say nope take this back I want this game instead well like let's say you bought Tony Hawk 5 which was a right. total disaster yeah you get it home you, you spend the evening playing it and go I don't want to play this game anymore you can take it back I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a video game at a GameStop. It might have been Borderlands, the pre-sequel on PS3. may have been the last time I actually bought a video game in that store. Yeah. This is enticing me to at least think, like, I would at least go in there, and I'm more likely to maybe buy something that I'm on the fringe with. Okay, so let's cover the one thing that this is where I got caught off guard, and I'm wondering if maybe you are too. Okay. And, and it just comes down to the wording. And maybe there's some clarification to be had, but the wording that it was that was stated in their announcement was 48 hours of the game's launch window. Yeah. So that means, from the way I take it, is that days gone, if I buy it at launch, I have 48 hours. If I come a week after launch and buy that game, I'm out of luck. That's how I take that. And that might be the case. Because of value depreciation. If, if you think about... Yeah, one, value depreciation is really big in the used game industry, and a lot of times, you know, reviews for the game can be out. There, There's that kind of stuff, you know, right around launch where you're like, oh, I don't really know one way or the other. Probably about a week after launch, 
you probably know what you're getting. If the game's a disaster, okay, Fallout 76. I was just going to say Fallout 76, yep. A week a week after Fallout 76 launch, no one, you couldn't do anything with those discs. And especially because we're looking at, there's a lot of games that are server-based. We're talking about day one patches. We've talked multiple times recently about how some of the pre-release reviews that come out aren't quite fair because you're not getting the same game that everyone's getting on day one. Correct. So I can understand that 48-hour window, and it also is an incentive to their customers to pre-order because when you're in the store and they're hounding you for the pre-order, man, anything you want to pre-order today, hey, if you pre-order this and pick it up on launch day, you got two days to return it if you don't like the game. That also takes some of the risk out of pre-ordering. It does, yeah. It, it doesn't give incentive to pre- the pre-order. You know, we had someone ask on our pre-show today if Mortal Kombat, you know, is the Mortal Kombat 11 coming out here on show day is worth getting, even though he's never played a Mortal Kombat game before. Well, go. if he pre-order, if you know this was a, vi- a viable thing, which it's not for Mortal Kombat, but if they were doing it now, he could play it for 48 hours and decide, oh, you know what, this game isn't for me. And yep. take it back. Yep. So so it, it lowers the risk of doing a pre-order also. It's true. Which yeah. is what that's what they want. They want their customers to pre-order and be in there buying it. Yeah. It's a disadvantage for me because of games like Mortal Kombat, which I'm buying the deluxe version, games like um, Borderlands, which I'm buying the the diamond loot crate version. Um, you know, there's there's no like I don't not again. Not that I'm going to return either one of those games, but like, there's not an option for me. Yeah. So, and I guess to be fair, though, a game that I'm going to qu- like take a chance at, I probably wouldn't buy the collector's edition of that, right? I just buy the standard edition. It's just I think this is an interesting concept because I'm curious what the what the pre-orders on normal copies are. I'm just like standard games, you know, like games like Red Dead Redemption 2 and stuff were huge, right? So like they had plenty of pre-orders of regular copies, mm-hmm. but Games, you know, like, I don't know, Devil May Cry 5. Great game. How many people pre-ordered a regular copy of that? You know, like, I'm sure people did, but, like, does this incentive cause more standard copies to be pre-ordered? I I think it does. I would think it would. And I I know for me, I pre-order almost everything after I almost had a bad day when you and I went to pick up our copies of uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Yeah. And I got one of the last two copies they had because I didn't pre-order it. And now ever since then, I'm like, if it's a game I want on launch day, there's no reason not to pre-order it. It's not like I don't have the money to go and buy it. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, I got to save up 20 more bucks to buy this video game. (laughs) So I pre-order everything that I want on launch day now. Yeah. So... But I'm also I'm that I'm that standard edition person. I'll I'll pre-order a standard edition because I don't I've I'm not sure I've ever bought in a premium edition at full price. Yeah. So true. Well, it's interesting. I, I don't often praise GameStop, but I really think this is a good move. I think it's a good idea and it doesn't do anything but help them. Yeah, being that, you know, like like you said earlier, we've lost all those incentivized programs for discounts. This is at least GameStop doing something that probably won't hurt them that much, but also entices gamers to come into their store and feel a little bit, uh, feel like the store's taking care of them a little bit instead of just uh, shaking them while they're holding them upside down and watching all the coins fall out of their pocket. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other cool thing is that this doesn't... It's, you don't have to pay for a subscription of some sort to get this bonus. Yeah. You know, this is something that's like they're, you know, they may require a power up rewards membership, but there's a free version of it. Yeah. So you know they're they're gonna try to get their their membership up, but 
overall, anybody that comes in at launch on a game that, that is included in this program, it, it works. So, And, and the, the, the interesting side of it will be how this is abused in, in the sense of like, okay, so what's the con? Like, we don't know the back end of this, right? We don't know, okay, I, I pick up Days Gone and I hate it. So I bring it back. What do they do with that copy? They can't send it to Sony because I hate it. They're stuck with a used copy of a game. I would guess they resell it. So they would have to resell it as a used game, but they also gave me $60 credit. Well, they're going to eat a little bit. They're going to eat a little bit. So times that by how many times it happens, how quickly does this become the next the next system that, that GameStop introduced that disappears really fast? Because remember, remember when you were going to be able to be a paid power-up rewards member and you were going to be able to rent a game? Yeah. And be able to take out, take out a game? It didn't even launch. Yeah. It made it to like, it made it to like one region. And then they were like, oh, this is a really bad idea. And, and they just killed the whole thing. So part of me is concerned of they, they end up, you know, losing too much money, a company that's already struggling and say, yeah, we can't do this anymore. So I, I think, I think 98, 99% of the time they're going to be fine. Uh, when an anthem or a Fallout 76 happens, yeah. they could lose their ass on it. True. Yep. But I think most of the time you're going to have a couple people that are like, yeah, I didn't like this. Okay, well, you know, get a different game. We're still going to sell this for, you know, and we're going to you know, lose a little money. They make so much money on their used games as it is because of the markup and the, the trading value. It, it would have to be a catastrophic turn in like a game that e. just it would have to be ET Fall seventy six <laughs> Anthem something that that really struggles at you know within the launch window for them to really eat it on that. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. I um I do worry a little bit about it in the sense of the the other systems they've tried to implement have all been kind of a mess, and I, and I worry that this this is going to follow suit. I like the idea though. Are are do you think they're also assuming that uh, a like a me? Who doesn't shop at GameStop hardly ever? It's enough. They're gonna maybe get an uptick enough in customers where it's gonna balance out for the few trade-ins they're gonna get. I think you get an uptick, you know. And I also think that they can control this in the sense that they did kind of word it where they're like, "It's gonna start with Days Gone, and then we don't know what the next game's gonna be." So yeah. it sounds like they're gonna pick and choose what games qualify. Yeah. You're not gonna be able there and be like, "Yeah, I'd like to pick up uh, Angry Birds Star Wars Edition for the PS4," you know, and then turn around and, and dump it, yeah. like because it won't be part of the program. So so you know if they if that's the case they'd be like yeah um you know Last of Us 2 is going to be one of those games because they know not many people are going to return that game in the first 2 days. Yeah, yeah and, and also you know I'm not mad about that if it's just major titles yeah. they're giving the love it guarantee to. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense that Duck Dynasty the video game for PlayStation 4 <laughs> doesn't have a love it guarantee on it. Like I get it. So they ain't guaranteeing anything about that game. <laughs> it's a guaranteed pile of garbage. I almost bought a copy of that off Facebook Marketplace the other day just to oh just to experience it. I I I don't even know if I've ever watched that TV show. Yeah, well the Things that you buy, I mean, that would make sense why you would consider buying that. We're going to talk about the things I buy later. We sure are, because that was our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit GameZillaMedia.com. Continue the conversation in our Discord. You just go to the website, scroll right down. You're going to find that Discord button. You click on it. Join for free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. It's time for the Zilla update. Before we get updating. Oh, sorry. Hold the updates. Give us five stars on iTunes. Give us a heart or whatever on Spotify. Write us a brief review. Tell people how much you love this podcast. It's only going to help us reach more and more people. It's only going to take a couple minutes of your day, and we would appreciate it.
Now let's Zilla update. If I press the wrong button. Try it again. Got it. <sighs> don't, don't write anything in the review about how sometimes I press the wrong button. I can't handle that criticism. <laughs> I am an emotionally fragile person. I will person. crack. I'm an emotionally fragile person. Not 20 minutes ago, I was like, it was a building. Who cared it burnt down? And now I'm like, please don't tell people sometimes I mistype. Mm. I'm uh, I'm walking a typerope act of sanity every day. I believe it. I believe it. I'm going to let, I think I'm going to let you go first. Okay. You, you have a tale to spin. So it seems like it's almost every Monday. As Grimlock and I eat our lunch, our, our day jobs, we, we work together, which means uh, we we hang out and we play Switch every day on our lunch break. And for some reason, Mondays, I just always I'm feeling spry, I guess. And I get on the Nintendo eShop and I, I, I just see what what released you know, over the last week, see if there's any indie titles that, uh, you know, I've been having my eye on that I want to play. And most importantly, I do what. I would be the most expected to do. I get in the games on sale, the deals section or whatever it is, and I scroll through just to see if there's again any every, good every week. Any good looking indie titles that that catch my eye, but even more importantly, I look at the $2 and under games. I'm like, what is what is here that is at a rock bottom price that again, we're talking a couple of dollars. I spent $5 on this Ludi Colo cup. Like, what can I just don't don't hurt my cup. I had to take the straw off because the straw's not long enough for the, the actual Pokemon to sit down there and get to the bottom of the cup. There's just a decal on here. Yeah, it's not even well-attached decal. <laughs> but it's a nice cup, and I live walking distance from a 7-Eleven. You're, der- you're derailing the fact that I'm talking about what my gaming update of the week, which should be me just talking about my sweet Ludicolo straw. Detective Pikachu, coming to theater soon. I'll talk about it on the show when I see it. But... I'm scrolling through, and you know, a couple weeks ago we scooped up Timberman Verse Jim, which was a, a, you know, a little like chopping game. Uh, what else have I bought for a dollar? Oh, I bought uh, Escape Dude Land or Doodle Land or whatever. That was a dollar, and that was fun. And I'm, I'm scrolling along, and I'm, I'm always looking, and there I see it—a game for nine cents. Not 20 cents, not 25 cents, not 99 cents, nine cents, less than a dime. A nickel and four pennies will get you a video game. When we count tax, you got you got to spend the dime on it. And it, oh, is, it is called like Dynamite Fishing Worlds or something stupid. <laughs> and I was like, this looks like the worst video game. And it's got like this redneck guy in a bathtub throwing dynamite at fish. I go, this looks awful. The Oh my, like we're just laughing and then and then Grim's like, well, well, how much is it normally? And I was like, what? It is normally $9.99. It's 99% off. 99% off. I was like, how is this game doesn't look like a $10 game? And they don't even have a, a trailer for you to watch the gameplay. It's just screenshots and it looks awful. It, I mean, it just looks like a like a flash game, something you'd play on Facebook back when people played games like in the browser on Facebook. It, it looks about like Farmville, but it's a guy in a boat throwing dynamite at fish. Yeah, it's something that you enjoy doing. And Grim's like, dude, you gotta get it. I'm like, no, I'm not buying this. He's like, dude, you have to get it. It's only a dime. I go, it's not about the fact that it's a dime. It's 500, uh, Megabyte. 500 gigs. No. Megs. 500 megs. 500, <laughs> 500 gigs. It's a terabyte. Uh, I need a server to run this game. No, yeah, 500 megabytes. I was like, it's half a gig. Half I don't want to use up half a gig of space. And then 
I sit there and think about it. I scroll through all the other games. I come back to you it. And fire I'm like, up Rocket League. You close Rocket League. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I sit down. He, he hears he hears Rocket League fire up because I'm like, I'm like, Grim, you need to eat your food. We we got some goals to score. And and then Grim all of a sudden he hears the and he's like. You're buying it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I should have muted. I should have muted my Switch so you didn't know. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't know. I couldn't pass it up because Grim kept being like, dude, like 10 years from now, you're going to be like, man, I shouldn't have bought that stupid dynamite fishing game. And he was right. I couldn't resist the temptation. If the game was marked free, if it was just a free game, there's no chance I would have ever downloaded it. I don't know what it is about a $10 game for nine cents that I needed to own. Yeah. I download it after we're done playing Rocket League. Because these people are geniuses. I, I download it. And I play the tutorial. I was like, why does this game have a tutorial? You just <laughs> throw dynamite at a fish. I was really disappointed that it didn't start with a redneck voiceover of like, yes, dynamite fishing. Ding, 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 ding. Also, this is the sequel to like dynamite fishing. Super dynamite. Super dynamite fishing. This is the sequel to super dynamite fishing. The renowned sequel or something. They really try to sell yeah, it to you that do. it's great. They do. And I'm playing the tutorial. I'm like, I hate this. This game is awful. I probably played for two minutes, and I was like, this is not fun at all. Okay. I get home. I, I watch today's combat cast to get me excited for the Mortal Kombat release. I come over here, and Grim's prepping the show. He's building it out, getting the images for our live stream on Twitch and on Facebook and I'm reading up on the articles, and I was like, you know what? I got a couple minutes. Grim's still working. I mean, I'm drinking my Ludicolo Slurpee. Yeah, let me uh, let me get some uh, action here on this dynamite fishing game. I play another two minutes of this game. I then go back to the Wii menu, delete. <laughs> I was like, this I, didn't, <laughs> I, so, I didn't even get to play it. I didn't even get to play it. I, I, like that, I've never seen him do this. He's no. never done this. I he played Jaws Unleashed. He played Fight Club on the original Xbox. I spent an entire year with Super Burger Time, a game that I hate, still installed on my Switch. That's how bad this game was. At least Super Burger Time was like, I don't know, maybe I'll play that again. <laughs> this game, like, I, I, what I told myself is I, I felt bad. Like, I felt a, a pit of despair in my stomach for buying this. And it was not for the nine cents. I'm not that financially warped in my mind clearly. that I was lamenting the loss of a dime. Clearly. Because I'll blow it all in Ludicolo cups. Five dollars. But. It was the fact that I knew I was going to have to play it. I have hundreds of video games that I own that I would love hundreds to play. Hundreds of bad video games. And yeah, hundreds of games that are not much better than this. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to give a portion of my life, even a moment of my existence to this video game. The time. <laughs> the time the, the time, the time killed. that you can't get back. I can't get that three, probably three or four minutes that I played of it back. Go I couldn't on, even man. I couldn't even finish a whole level. I was like this the worst video game. I watched I watched only the couple minutes at work and he's laughing at himself at, at, at how disappointed he is at himself and he's just throwing like he's literally in a tub just spamming one button that's just chucking grenades or sorry dynamite into the water killing fish and collecting coin while another per, another AI person tries to beat him and I'm like yeah I'm glad like usually what happens here okay is that he buys it <laughs> 
I knew exactly what you were about to say. And then about two minutes later, after I get one glance at it, I go, shit, I got to buy it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm always overselling these really bad like dollar games. I'm like, yeah. like Grim, this is actually really good for yeah. a dollar. And I buy it right away. <laughs> I am very thankful I did not buy this game. It happened to Escape Doodle Land. Yep. You bought that after I played it for about five minutes. Yep. Timberman, like you played it real quick. You're like, I, I got to download it. Like, here, yeah. Let me get my Switch I out. I need to practice. No, I wouldn't even let you play. Like, you if might, you might have honestly just gone and buried your switch in the yard. Yeah, you might have been like, nope. I gotta buy a new switch. This one's tainted. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I could not give this switch to my wife fast enough. They need to release a new switch so I can upgrade because now this is tainted and I don't want it. <laughs> oh man! So uh, dynamite fishing for nine cents on the eShop. Please avoid it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Please don't do it. I know. I know me begging people not to do it. It's going to involve like five screenshots in our Discord tomorrow. People who like bought it like, yeah, you mean don't buy this game? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've gotten 50 cents now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, my gaming moment of the week isn't uh, isn't as epic, but I... um. <laughs> I didn't get approval to share this story, but I'm going to share it anyways. And I don't think you have heard this story the more I think about this. I didn't get to tell you this story today. I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> so, a taboo tale. We had Easter yesterday, right? And uh, instead of you know having dinner or whatever, lunch or dinner or whatever with family, I went out. It was super nice outside. I got my mountain bike and I went riding in downtown Northville. Yeah. Okay. And I met up with uh, a buddy of mine, Punisher. Who uh, who plays some games with us in the Discord and stuff, and he recently got married, okay, uh, and I got to meet his eleven year old stepson, okay, Lucas, Lucas, okay, and so we're riding our bikes and getting a little tired, so we take a break. I had been told that he's a gamer, so I was like, well, "Hey, Lucas, what kind of games he into?" And he starts talking Battlefield. He starts getting into these games. I'm like, "All right, cool, yeah, he definitely, you know, he knows what's going on," and so I ask him. Uh, or I don't ask him. He goes, yeah, but I'm not playing, you know, video games right now. I say, oh, well, why is that? He's like, well, I don't have a controller. He plays on PlayStation, okay? And I'm like, well, okay. He's like, yeah, so I forgot. Well, what'd you forget? I, for I forgot my controller wasn't waterproof when I held it underwater. What? <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I look at Craig real quick, and then Craig looks at him real quick like, what? And, <laughs> and, so, and so I turn back to the kid and I'm real and I'm like, okay, man, I have to know why. And he's like, well, it was all, you know, it was sticky, it was dirty, so I was trying to clean it. I was trying to clean my controller. And I'm like, and you held it underwater? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, when has a controller ever been waterproof? <laughs> like, like, so I it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind a little bit. I, what know, did you do? Spill a monster on it? <laughs> It's covered in Mountain Dew. It's all sticky and, and dirty. And so I don't have kids, right? Like I, I and so I'm sitting here, like I gotta talk to a few people that have kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up to Invalid, who has two kids. I'm like, hey man, like I I forgot how old are your kids again? And you know he tells me, and I'm like, okay, I got a question for you because they're in the same air, you know, same range. Would your kids ever hold a controller underwater <laughs> oh, to Lucas. clean it? And he looks at me, he's like. Like instantly, he was like, 
no, they're not stupid. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. oh okay, okay, okay. Cool, He's a cool, fine young man. Cool, 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 cool. So anyways, um, I, it, it was just, it was a great, it was a great moment. I mean, it, it was a kid being a kid. Like I did stupid things as a yeah, kid too. Yeah. But I, um, the very next day I made sure to um, text Craig. I was like, so, uh, you know, just to clarify something. He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like. I should hold my controller underwater. <laughs> His response was only if it's sticky. <laughs> so there you go. My gaming moment of the week was from Lucas. No, he really, you know, made, made me laugh with that one. That that's one that'll stick with me. You have some graphic design abilities. I do. Okay, here's here's what we need to do. It was all the rage in the 1990s. Okay, I uh, like the 90s. It was the car decal that was Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes urinating <laughs> on things. Yeah, Can yeah. we make one that's him urinating on a PlayStation controller and go stick it on Craig's car? <laughs> done and done. All right. Man, uh, that's what, the first thing I'm doing. I'm not even uploading the show <laughs> and, after this. And Ed Texas says it was sticky. <laughs> uh, yep, it's happening. Uh, well... That was our uh, gaming moments of the week. You can always share your gaming moments on the Discord. Just join through GameZoneMedia.com or on your phone. Search GameZoneMedia um, and through the Discord app, and you can uh, join. It's a, pu- it's a public place, free free to join. Come talk with gamers all the time, and we can talk about how you clean your controller and maybe the Gaming General channel. You know how I clean my <laughs> controller? I buy a new shell and buttons. I'm like, this is a filthy controller I bought from well, Grim's best friend. You're a fool. All you have to do is hold it underwater Under, right. and it fixes it. Instead of buying $5 for a shell off Amazon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There was a couple good stories. That was the that was the like the pinnacle, though. The other one, I'm not even sure what actually he said to me. But it was about Apex Legends. Maybe I'll save that for the Discord if someone asks me about Man. it. Kids say the damnedest things, That's right? That's right. Do we have any emails today? Do we have emails? Let me answer it with this. Nope, the no FBI emails. Has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading emails from GameZillaMedia.com. All right, you write them. We read them. It's the emails here on the GameZilla podcast. So go ahead and send your emails into info at GameZillaMedia.com for a chance to have them read right here on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, you know, it could be gaming related, preferably. Maybe you need life advice. Maybe we'll just maybe we'll start a, a life advice Patreon exclusive. Like, oh, you're a patron. You want life advice? Grim and I will just lay it down. Mm, I'll I tell like you how it. to live your life. I like it. All right. Well, our don't take our advice seriously, though. I would take mine super seriously. No, no, don't do it. Piss on video game controllers. <laughs> All right. This one comes in from our I boy, you. our West Coast brother. Okay, Sean Flack. Sean. He, he says my PS4 is dying. It beeps all the time now. <laughs> would you recommend? <laughs> Just the drown whole, it. Just drown it. The whole system. It'll fix it, I swear. Unplug it first, though. We don't want anyone getting <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, Good call. <laughs> Beeps all the time. Would you recommend picking up another PlayStation 4 or waiting for a 5? Maybe a refurb. Uh, he says he doesn't have a UHD TV, a.k.a. a 4K TV. Uh, he says he's looking at a replacement option just for the PlayStation. Mmm. I mean, the PS5, we don't know when it's coming yet. I mean, we're assuming it's 2020. If you can baby this thing along, if it, if it actually is still working, it's just 
giving you some headaches, maybe try to hold out. But if you don't think it's going to last, then, I mean, I would be looking at a refurbished or somebody that's fine. I mean, I, I you know, or or finding someone in the GameZilla community that has an extra one or wants a pro, so maybe their standard one can go for um, for a good deal because you know it's part of it's part of the GameZilla community crew that they want to give the hookup to. I don't know, but um, I don't. I mean, me personally, I like playing. <laughs> Here's a little selfish answer for you. I like gaming with Sean, so I'm gonna say don't wait. <laughs> Get a PS4. Yeah, I uh, if when you say it beeps all the time, is it also crashing all the time, or is it when you go to turn it on, it's always giving you that boot error, and then eventually you can get in and play? I I would say, how much does it actually hinder your ability to play games? If it's like, oh, it takes me five more minutes to get it up and working, but it works pretty consistently from there, probably not a big deal. But if if it's a, if it's hindering your ability to enjoy your free time playing video games, which we know we know you got a family, you know you got kids to take care of, like you probably don't necessarily have the most free time in the world, so you want to make the most of it. So if it means spending 150 bucks on a refurb or whatever a refurb PlayStation's going for now, if it helps you enjoy you know the time period leading up to the PS5 release, it could be worth it. Speaking of that, just a little side story here. I thought my Spider-Man PS4 Pro died over the weekend yeah i forgot about this i also have a similar story i'd like to tell you i was playing um what was i what was i trying it wasn't apex it was something something else i was playing um it was overwatch anyways i went to go fire the game up and my screen went black and just stayed there and i was like oh okay like the game froze i hit the playstation button nothing like on my controller i'm like "Uh uh-oh okay it's completely froze no big deal I hold the power button down on the system, nothing. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think I've ever had this happen. I actually had to pull the power plug out of the back of it, which then I'm like, it's going to yell at me about the improper shutdown. Yeah. I plug it back in, and it just sits there, black screen flashing. You killed it. And I'm like, um, I think my system just broke, you know, and my wife's like, it better not broke. I busted my ass to, to get you that system. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not doing the normal, like, scanning hard drive warning me that I am proper shutdown. It's literally just in there blinking. And it did that for a couple minutes. And then finally it shut itself down, rebooted, and the PlayStation logo came back. Did it overheat? I don't know. Because it just sits on my desk, like, vertical. Yeah, it shouldn't have overheated it, based on where you have yeah, it. Yeah, there's nothing on. Yeah, so... I, I don't know, but it freaked me out. Didn't have, oh! didn't have a single problem. Wait a second. It might have been because last week when I was over, I dunked it under some water. <laughs> oh, that was right after I held it underwater. <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. No, um, it hasn't given me a problem since, and I've played plenty of time on it after that. But, uh, yeah, that was a scary moment for me. And, uh, Sean, if that would have happened and it would have broke, that's what I would have done. I would have gone out and bought another PS4. So that's what you should do. I like that advice. I uh, I thought I was going to have to send my Switch in. I mean, I still think you should because of the Wi-Fi issue. Listen, the Wi-Fi <laughs> issue, I think, has been resolved. Um, no, no, I bought this game called Dynamite with Fishing. Some, with some aluminum that I just shoved it down into the heat vent, and then I poured water all over it. No, no, no. I, I bought this game called Dynamite Fishing, and now I just <laughs> I need to send it in for repair. 
<laughs> no, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, I know you're not kidding. You bought that game. I watched you do it. Uh, so I recently bought to- Towerfall on the Switch. It's yeah. it's one of my wife's favorite video games. She loves the game. Yeah, much so, better than Dynamite Fishing. Much better than Dynamite Fishing. Towerfall is a highly recommended game. <laughs> and so she's sitting there playing it. You know, I'm just on on my phone or whatever, and she's you know laying back, you know playing you know playing her time trials on Towerfall, and all of a sudden, a, like an error code pops up, like an 804-002 error, and just like like please hold down the power button if that doesn't work, please contact Nintendo support. I was like, well, that's a new one. Boot it back up. She loads into the game. It does it again. Ooh, and I'm like, oh. so then I have to. Boot up the PlayStation, hand her the PlayStation controller. Oh, here, you have to play Towerfall on PlayStation. So she has a meltdown. And then she's like, this is awful. <laughs> I hate the PlayStation. And, like, to be fair. To she, be fair. To be fair, I can see why she liked playing on a Switch Pro controller more than a DualShock 4. Why is that? It's a better controller. Ooh. <laughs> hard words there. Yeah, and I like the DualShock 4, but she does not. So it's, you know, she was, so th- that's not the point. So then I'm holding, I, p- <laughs> I pick it up and I, I start firing up Towerfall and it's working. I fire up some other games and it's working. And I was like, okay, well, everything's cool. I put it back on the dock and, you know, after she's done playing on PlayStation, boot up, it, it crashes again. And I was like, oh, I guess there's something wrong with Towerfall. And I was like, but if it's going to keep doing this, like I'm going to have to send it out to Nintendo. So I, I back up our data and the cloud saves and I reinstall it. And it does it again. Oh, man. And then I figured out what it was. I had my little purple NS30 Pro 8-bit do charging off the dock. As soon as I unplugged it, it stopped crashing. Wow. So, so Testonomics was over when that, when that you know, aha moment happened. And we determined it must be something to do with like the syncing protocol because it's kind of like a pro controller, but it's not a real pro controller. Yeah. So something it was trying to sync and it was just crashing the system. We couldn't, we don't really know. I was just, as, as, as soon as I unplugged it, it started working. Wild. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't buy third party crap. <laughs> don't, don't. So if you have an 8-bit dude, either check the firmware or charge, char- it, charge it char- through a wall outlet. Any other port anywhere else in the house yeah. because that, that was crazy because it was only happening when it was docked and that was plugged in. Huh. Interesting. <sighs> well, good stories. Yeah, good so stories. don't do that. Yeah. So back to, back to Sean, though. Buy a PS4. Yeah. Replace your PS4. You enjoy gaming. Replace your PS4. All right. Well, if you have an email, you want it read, you want that uh, advice that might turn into some sort of weird tangent about how we broke all our stuff this week, go ahead and email <laughs> info at gamezillamedia.com. I'm just saying, if your Switch would have been broken and you sent it to Nintendo, and Nintendo, like, I don't know, didn't fix it, you would have bought another Switch eventually. Maybe not right, right away, but you would have bought another Switch. The, the problem and, is, is I was like, oh, no, not now. This needs to happen after the Pro comes out. Well, right, yeah. And then, you know, if my if my Spider-Man PS4 would have would have died, I honestly probably would have run out and bought another system, like, maybe that night. Like, no, no, I wouldn't because it, because the I forget how new that system is. I would have sent the system in yeah. for repair. That, that's true. But And, and we still have uh, an extra PS4 in the house, so I would have not been completely out of luck if Jade wasn't gaming. But I would just switch over to the Xbox until my system got fixed. But if for some reason it was outside of the one-year warranty or whatever that was on it, I would have gone out and just bought another PS4. Because I, I play enough on it that I'm like, yeah, I, I, want one, I want a functional system in my house. We miss Sean on Apex. That's all I'm saying. He needs to be there. Grim needs you to carry him. That's right. 
All right, well, that is the Zilla update for this week. Again, you want to get your emails in. You know how to discuss this stuff with us in our Discord. But if you're listening to the GameZilla podcast and you are loving it, well, don't forget GameZillaMedia.com has other great shows like The Legend of Retro. Maybe, uh, you know, you like current games, but maybe you're like me and Grim who also like collecting and playing retro video games. Well, The Legend of Retro is a focused show where they pick a game and they take a deep dive into, you know, the history behind the game, the music behind the game, and some memories behind the game. It's The Legend of of retro podcast available of course gamezillamedia.com and everywhere you can listen to the gamezilla podcast yeah we have other great shows too like noobs and dragons your uh, dungeons and dragons adventure game led by craig wk himself and you get to follow jandar alistair and tilly on their wild adventure to try to save the world we have two movie podcasts. We have the Last Action Podcast, all about action movies and the Movie Blast Podcast. More of a variety thing. Movie Blast, uh, about 20, 30 minutes, quick rundown of uh, maybe a movie you've never heard of, or maybe it's one of your favorites, but you're definitely going to learn something about it regardless. It's the Movie Blast Podcast. And, of course, Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons show, which The Simpsons is the greatest television show ever made. So why not listen to a podcast with it, hosted by Craig WK. You're going to have a great time for any Simpsons fan. Man, that Craig WK guy he does a lot. Like YouTube, where he's doing Craig WK's long play. Well, damn, he sure does a lot. He makes us all look bad. That boy doesn't sleep. That's right. But YouTube, we do have a channel. Just go over there, search Gamezilla Media, and you will find highlights of this show. Like I said, Craig WK long plays and all other stuff that's hitting YouTube uh, from our video side of our content. Uh, we have our streamers that are streaming across all the platforms, Twitch, uh, Mixer, and Facebook. You can catch um, all of them. Just uh, head on over to our website to see who's stream or to see who's who is on the stream team and uh, where you can find them. And then, of course, our blog. If you're looking for write-ups, you're looking for reviews, you're looking for opinions, all that stuff is happening at gameslowmedia.com. And, uh, yeah, again, one more time here on this episode. Don't forget, support us on patreon.com. If you like what you heard during this show here on GameZilla and you think, hey, uh, I wouldn't mind throwing those guys a buck or two every month. You're going to get some great perks as a member of the GameZilla community, and uh, we actually appreciate it a lot. It means a lot to us if you throw a couple dollars our way at patreon.com slash gamezillamedia. All right. Um, you know, real quick, I do have a shout out here. I just want to make sure I have this right. So. Well, you figure that out. I'm going yeah. I'm gonna, I'm to shout out to our man, Player One Miggy, who's been uh, working super hard with Grim and I to get those YouTube uh, clips for our show out there. So uh, always got to show a little love to our man, Player One Miggy. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I just want to give a – you mentioned Patreon. I want to give a shout out to our latest patron, Amy. Yeah, so, Amy. Amy, give her some some horns or something. Yeah, horns, more horns, more coins, more horns. Couple switch sounds, couple switch sounds. That's perfect. That's the best welcome that we can give you. So thank you for joining Patreon and um, you know helping us helping us continue this show. All right, I think uh, I think that about wraps everything up. This has been episode two hundred and fifty six by the of the Gamesville podcast. Next show is all we're talking about. It's just MK. It won't even be the Gamesville podcast. It's just going to be Mortal Kombat, the podcast. Combatzilla Combat Cast? Combat Combat Cast. <laughs> That's what they've been calling their actual <laughs> broadcast about the gameplay. It's ours now. Don't care. Take that into the realm. Ed Boone. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we, uh, we, I'm sure we'll be talking plenty about this game next week. Thank you, everybody, who tuned in this week. 
Uh, make sure to come hang out with us on the Discord and everywhere else uh, while we talk games throughout the week. And until next time, let it go! Game on. <laughs>